0: My name is Leslie. I am the host of the Why Not Today podcast. This is a podcast to celebrate people who have said or been courageous and said, Why not today? I started this podcast in honor of my father, Patrick Kane, who often did say, Why not today? I'm based in Reston, Virginia, a planned community right outside of Washington, D.C. And thanks for joining us today. And I'm excited about my guest. I don't know her well and just connected with her this week. Her name is Linda Sunshine West. And she does lots of different things. And Always talk about where we met and how we connected. And it was one of those random scrolls through Facebook. I joined an entrepreneurs women group, another random, like mindless thought thing. And then she posted a post about who knows who has a podcast. And I shared mine and she's like, I need to talk to you. And she's done some cool things about overcoming fear. So we had a quick call the other day and Um, fell in love with everything she's doing and how she's overcome fears. I'm like, she's a perfect guest for this podcast. So Linda, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself a little bit about you and a fun fact, and then we'll get to know you and all your courage. Awesome. Thanks so much, Leslie, for having me
1: excited. I I love those kinds of connections because... You know, that's the thing is, if we reach out to people and they accept our reach out, then you never know where it's going to go. And that's kind of the idea of what how I live my life now, which I, I wasn't always that way. Uh, my name is Linda Sunshine West. And Sunshine is not my given name. It's a name that was given to me about six years ago after I started my personal development journey, as well as after I broke through one fear a day for an entire year 365 days in a row and that's when my life really really started changing i have morphed and changed in, you know so many different directions that it took me six years as an entrepreneur after being in the corporate world for 36 years and having 49 jobs in you that, told me that the other years. day that <laughs> blew my mind <laughs> i was shooting for 50 no i, I just <laughs> couldn't go for that 50 you know no um but after breaking through those fears, you know, my whole life started changing and shifting. And, and it's incredible what has happened since then, because I kept trying to figure out like, who am I, what do I do? And how can I make money doing that as an entrepreneur? And it took me six years to get there. We almost became homeless in the process because I didn't have that one piece figured out the important piece, like how am I going to make money doing it? Um, but I finally figured it out. And it was only two years ago. I'm like almost Almost two years ago, it's 23 months ago that I decided that book publishing is what I was gonna do full time. And so I've been doing that ever since. It's been an amazing journey. And you know, things just started really falling into place once I had that decision that this is what I'm gonna do. And and so, you know, there's so many things I've done in these last several years. Well, let's get into all the
0: courage stuff. But what's a fun fact about you?
1: A fun fact is that there's a lot of them. Let's see. One is that I started playing bass guitar at age 47 and my husband and I started a rock band called Useless Rhetoric and we raised over $200,000 for charity. That's
0: like my funnest fact. That is fun. You know, and it's funny how you just kind of, and I don't definitely believe they're God winks. Like God puts these people in your path. And one of the hats I wear in my crazy, all the things I do in my life is I book music for a friend's restaurant and bar. And it's kind of funny. It's all of a sudden people around me grab it like, oh, I'm in a band or I know somebody in a band. I'm like, of course you do. (laughs) But I think you're a little (laughs) too far away. You're in San Diego. So it's probably hard to book you to play in Virginia. But that's (laughs) definitely a fun fact. So um, I always start with these podcast episodes asking my guests, what does courage mean to you?
1: Courage to me is is acknowledging, first of all, acknowledging that I'm experiencing a fearful moment and then saying, oh, this is fear. I'm going to do this because I'm scared. To me, that's what courage
0: is. I love that. And it's funny, we talked about this often, but people say, um, you know, they think fear is more um, or courage is more, you know, people are courageous. They just do it without fear. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> definitely not. No, not really. Right. So you wrote a book and but before you did that, you start, tell us, I guess you did, um, faced 365 fears in a year, which is crazy. One a day. And I was telling somebody that story the other day and I'm like, wow, that's a lot of fear. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and it's amazing, you know, all the little teeny tiny things we overcome and I always talk about with why not today, it's not always the big things, which we talk about on the podcast, but it's the little things it's saying yes to, you know, doing the thing with the friend or calling the friend or just those little things. And so, um, I know it started kind of your journey started at five. So share your story from there and then how you got to the facing your fears and everything else. Lots okay. of Okay. Yeah. Well, I I ran away at
1: five years old and I was gone for a week. Now I was safe. I just went to the neighbor's house. That's the first question people always ask me. Where'd you go? Where'd you go? I just went to the neighbor's house and I was safe. Uh, But what happened during that week was something that would shape my life for the next 46 years. Nobody came to get me. So as a five-year-old, my belief was that they didn't come to get me because they don't want me around and they don't like me. That was my belief. And so no matter what they believed, it was not my truth. My truth was that. And that's how I lived. And so after a week, my mom called the neighbor and said, okay, it's time to send her home now. She's been gone long enough. Now I truly believe, and I cannot confirm this with my mom because she's passed away, but I truly believe that my mom was like, okay, she's safe. I know she's good. I'm number four or five kids. She's got plenty of things on her, on her hit list, but she knew where I was. She knew I was safe. And my mom, the way she was, she was probably allowing me to exercise my independence as a five-year-old. Yeah, because that's kind of how she was. And, and so anyway, fast forward to age 51, again, 36 years in the corporate world, 49 jobs. My last job was working for a judge in the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals as a secretary. I had made my way up that ladder, that proverbial ladder. and yeah. I, And I thought that this is it. Oh my gosh, I made it. This is it. I'm so excited. And then after 14 months, I was bored as bored could be. And, you know, I was driving to work one day and I was just so angry at my life. So angry with myself. This is how I had lived for all those years. Cause my, my dad was a very volatile, abusive alcoholic. And when I came home after being gone a week, I became riddled with fears. That's where my fears started. Wow. That's where they started age five. So here I am 51 years old. I'm driving to work. And I just started saying, why am I here? This is a waste. I'm worthless. There's no reason for me to be here. I have no purpose. And like, as a matter of fact, why is this whole planet here? It just doesn't make any sense. I was so, and I was angry, yelling at myself as I'm driving, pounding my hands on the steering wheel, just filled with this anger. Wow. And then when I, when I got to work that day, there was a Facebook post from someone and it said. I'm a life coach. I took some time off. I'm getting back into it. And I'm looking for five women who want to change their lives. I didn't know her. I didn't know what a life coach
0: was, but I Definitely was like, I to change another one life. of those God winks, you know, exactly. You to look at Facebook, that moment in that time, kind of like how we connected. Yes,
1: exactly. And then I reached out, right? So that's the thing is like, I reached out because I was like, I don't know what this is, but I want to learn. And I do want to change my life. That decision right in that moment was the start of my life. And I was 51. That was when my life really started. And it was August nine years ago. So it's exciting that I'm embarking on, you know, that the close to 10 years ago that I started my life, you know. But it's the fears you know, leading up to um breaking out through those fears every single day for a year. What led me to even do that? What led me to even think that I had 365 fears? I didn't know. All I knew is that I had allowed fear to stop me from doing things in my life for 46 years. Me running away at five was like the last extreme courageous act I had done wow. for my whole life. Yeah, I let fear control me. Now, fear can control us to do things and it can tr- control us to not do things. But fear was my, my factor, my fear factor. You know, yeah. is it controlled just the way I lived my life? If I was scared, I didn't do it. I just did not yeah. do
0: it, period. That's yeah. crazy. So you saw the life coach or you started meeting with the life coach, overcoming your fear. So let's, with those fears, and I know you mentioned when you talked the other day that you didn't journal, you didn't record all your fears, which, ah, what a great book that would be. So what's the biggest, I would say, what's the biggest, scariest one you overcame? And then what's one of the littlest ones that seems silly, but was a fear?
1: Well, um, what I love about this question is fear doesn't know size. True. So, so fear doesn't uh, say big fear, small fear. We humans say that, right? Right. And so the reality, the reality is every single fear I had was astronomical to me. Now, other people might look at it and say, that's ridiculous. Why are you scared to do that? But yeah. I, I've learned to not say that because what they're doing is they're, they're diminishing what's going on inside of me, right? They're, they're minimizing it. And so, um so every single fear, there's a saying that false evidence appearing real, you know, that's yep. an acronym for fear. And I'm like, that's a bunch of BS because there's no false evidence, first of all. And it doesn't appear real because it is as real as real can be to me, to me. That is so, so true. Actually, I,
0: yeah, yeah, we were talking, I was talking with some people yesterday and we were talking about, um, somebody recommended a book. I think it's called, Why Is This Happening to Me? And to ask that question, you know? And so it just like you said, and it's so, such a hard thing that we do is we minimize people's fears. And as you said, it's so real for you. I've got a friend that's terrified of dogs. And to the point, like physically, like I saw her jump on her husband, she's 60 years old, jump on her husband's lap when the dog walked in because she was taunted as a kid and ta- and really terrified of him because of yeah. that. And so it's real for her and other people like, it's just a dog, it's a nice dog. But for her, she doesn't see that. And so, yeah, that's a good thing to remember when we talk to people about their fears to not minim- uh, minimize them.
1: Yeah, I was uh, talking to a woman uh, one day and- And she said, I have, uh, I think it's called agoraphobia where you're afraid to go outside. Yes, it's a real thing. Yeah. And she she said she had been in her house for like, well, the whole time of COVID. She was glad because she didn't, couldn't go out and she just went ahead and stayed inside. So I was talking to her, I said, do you want to break through that fear? You know, do you want to do something about it? Because if she doesn't want to do anything about it, there's no reason to even try to get her to, right? And I wasn't trying to get her through. I was just asking her a question. And she goes, Yeah, I do. I, I I don't like living my life this way. It's just, I'm so, I have terror. I'm terrified to go out. And I said, What if you did this? What if you just opened the door and put one foot out? And then you came back inside. Because now you've broken through that fear. Right. So it doesn't matter how much we do, it matters that we do it, that we take the action. And the little step.
0: So and she messaged me. And I,
1: yeah. And I got to share this because this was, Wow. She messaged me a week later. Now I wasn't coaching her or anything. You know, I do fear coaching, but I wasn't coaching her. I was just on a call with her one day, like having a conversation. Mm -hmm. She messaged me a week later. She said, guess what I did? I went for a walk around the block today. Wow. She just needed somebody to say, you know, this is all just, why don't you try one small thing? You know, one small thing, which is huge to her, which is huge to her. So yeah, so the big fear of small fear, I will share that most of my fears
0: that now that I look at them, I'm like, they were all ridiculous. Okay, like so let's ask single it, one. Let's ask it this way. What was the most fun you had overcoming a fear? Like one, oh my gosh. Like one of the things that you're like, I uh, was so afraid of. I'm like, oh and you know, and I talk about this all the time with this podcast is, you know, you do those scary things, and you're like, wow, that wasn't bad. And oh my gosh, how much fun? And why did I like? let this hold me back for so many years. Yeah. Um, well, I, I don't know that I could
1: term it as fun, (laughs) you know, because every fear was very fearful for me. However, I I will share that there were some things that happened during that year that were totally unexpected. Um, I ended up um, meeting somebody who became my mentor. His name is Greg Reed. He was writing a book, a collaboration book called footsteps of the fearless. And I actually have it right here with me today, you know, footsteps of the fearless. And he was putting this book together and he's like, you're breaking through a fear every day. This is a perfect book for you to join. And I was like, uh, like, why would I do that? You know. And I was scared because, um, of just putting my words out there. Who wants to hear from me? Who wants to hear my message? And he just really talked to me about it and and talked about, you know, being in a collaboration book and how it brings people together and stuff. So he approached it from that perspective. And I love that because I wanted to connect with new people because I was breaking through all these fears. And so I joined him in that book. And that was one of the things that what I got from that one fear of being part of a collaboration book has shifted my entire life. Like my entire from that moment, was the wow. moment that everything shifted. I became a book publisher because I said yes to that book. I have published four hundred and thirty three number one international best selling authors because I said yes to that one book. I've interviewed stars on the red carpet. It, my one of my books is endorsed by Les Brown, and I've uh, you know uh, I interviewed.
0: You say that, but last yesterday when I was on a call and I was talking to somebody that I'd met you and she looked you up immediately. She's like, she's with Les Brown. I was like, yeah, I didn't notice that. <laughs> well, that, and I, yeah, I interviewed the
1: president of Mexico, the country in wow. his presidential suite when he was in San Diego. And, and all of these things happen literally because I said yes to that book. And the reason I say that is because the connections that I made from that book, led to all of these different things. Well, and so I, we never know who we're going to meet until know. we step outside
0: of that comfort zone. And I so believe that it's God winks and God inspired and like I tell people like if when I meet somebody I'm like if I remember where I was when I met you like all the details I know you're going to be in my life forever. And you just never know who that person's going to be and Who they're going to lead you to? I was walking with a friend one day, and we were talking about connections and how we knew somebody. And I was walking with her that day and met her because of a connection I made with somebody when I was in college. You know, but it was so many different iterations of connections to connections. And that's why I talk a lot about connections in this podcast because I think that's so powerful. And just in saying yes, I was talking coaching one of my team members yesterday, and. I said, listen to the first voice. When somebody nudges you to talk to somebody, to do something, do it. Don't because then we talk ourselves out of it. But, you know, over and just do it. There's I don't know if you do you follow Mel Robbins at all? I do uh, not. I don't I don't
1: follow her. But people keep telling me that I have the same philosophies as her. Well,
0: she wrote um, a book and has a great TED talk on the five second rule. And mm-hmm. five, I think it's five seconds, something, but she talks about when there's something that you don't want to do and your mind's talking you out of it, count, go five, four, three, two, one, and then just do it. You can't go one, two, three, four, five, because then you'll keep going. But even like getting <laughs> out of bed, you know, or making that phone call or do the fears, is just five, four, three, two, one, and just do it. Um, yeah, yeah. The else I talk to, it's like how many, it takes 10 seconds of courage to do those, to do the thing.
1: Yeah, there's so many things that have happened uh, for me, you know, like you mentioned the God Weeks, like these different things that have happened that had I thought about them, I wouldn't have done them for sure. Like I had lunch with Jack Canfield and it was, uh, it was through this situation that happened that I, I like to say, see the opportunity, then seize the opportunity. There was an opportunity presented itself to me in a split second, literally a split second. And I took advantage of that you know? And so it's really like, what, what are we allowing to slip by? Because we're not, first of all, we're not seeing the opportunity because our mind is closed. Maybe uh, we don't see that as a possibility for us, but if we just like would more, more look for these different opportunities, what are we going to come across? Right. So there's a, there's, I, I wrote, recently wrote a book called do it because you're scared because you're scared. I and like here's that. why, what I discovered 365 days in a row, breaking through fears, What I discovered is 99.9% of the time, every fear I broke through, I was either proud of myself or I connected with somebody that I didn't know that opened a door that I didn't even know was closed. And my life has shifted for the better because I broke through those fears. So what I say is like, we disempower ourselves when we say things like, um, oh, feel the fear and do it anyway. See that, that term anyway is disempowering. Right. But when I say I'm experiencing fear, oh, this is awesome. I'm so glad I'm experiencing fear. I'm going to do this because I'm scared, because I'm excited for what's on the other side. It's shifted my whole
0: whole life. Yeah. Oh wow. I love that. So do it because you never know what's on the other side. And that's so true. Yeah. And that's why we
1: don't do it so often is because we don't know what's on the other side. But Mm -hmm. if we could shift that thinking to, realizing that the vast majority of the time, the results are going to be greater, greater than you
0: ever imagined. Why are you depriving yourself of those results? Ah, I love that. And I do share a lot in teaching team members with Mary Kay is like, you just never know who that person's going to be. And first of all, how you can change their life and bless them, but also how, uh, um, Like they may be looking for you, and you never know who that person's gonna be that's gonna lead you to that person. Or, you know, you just never know where Uh, that person's gonna lead you to.
1: A great example of that is um I hosted a um I host summits. We host six summits a year, and I hosted one recently, and one of our speakers, I guess she really liked us. I didn't know her, you know, she, but she came in as a speaker. And I haven't even connected with her, but just this last two days, she sent me eight different connections for books. And so if I hadn't brought in these strangers to speak at my event, because I didn't know her and I, I haven't even had a chance to talk to her yet. If I hadn't brought these strangers into my event, because I was too worried about what they might say or think or what have you, then I wouldn't have met her. And she wouldn't have connected me with those like you mentioned the God wings, right? Like she's mm-hmm. connecting me with these people and who knows where those relationships are going to
0: go. I have no idea. I have no idea, but I'm open to it. Open to everything. And it. and that's, I think that's what the way I live my life. And it sounds like that's why I connected with you so quickly. Is just be open. Right. To, you have no <laughs> idea where it's leading. And I think that's this whole, why not today message. I feel like is bigger than me and really reaching out and I think I mentioned, we talked the other day about her, but saying I should write a book. And I'm like, I am not a writer. I'm a finance girl. That's my background. But just in meeting you, I'm like, and just listening to you today, I'm like, huh, like the Jack Canfield, um, chicken soup for the soul kind of book. It could be a why not today book with story, everybody's story, their courageous stories.
1: Yeah. And what I love about the collaboration, because not only are you connecting with those other people, but you know, there's power in numbers, right? Especially, Uh uh, especially everybody like, You know, why not today? Everybody has the same sort of theme. You know, and so when we're going, when we're coming together with the same sort of theme, this helps us to have an immediate connection. It's an immediate connection right there. So that's one of the things I absolutely love about those collaborative style books. You know, they're,
0: they have been life altering for me. Yeah. Life altering. Uh, just overcoming one fear a day and just those little things. And uh, I just love that. And I'm so glad that we got connected. So how would you encourage somebody else to say, why not today? You know, I w- how would I encourage
1: them to say, why not today is imagine what your life, like what life do you want to live? What life do you want to live? Are you living that life today? And if you are, maybe why not today is not a thing for you. But if there are things that you want, places that you want to be, people you want to be surrounded by, why not you? Why not you? It's time to draw that line in the sand and cross across it and say, it's my turn. I'm ready. I'm ready to do this, whatever it is. Yeah. But you've got to take those steps to do it. You have to take the action. Nothing happens without action. Action takers publishing was actually created because I was not an action taker, I was a person who would sit back and hope things would happen for me. And because I realized that if I name, like I name my company Action Takers Publishing, that I will probably attract action takers. And if I attract action takers, I will become an action taker. We need to hang out with who we want to become. So who do you want to become? Yeah. There's a saying, um, I can't remember who said, Jim Rohn, I think says, we're a reflection of the five people we hang out with the most. Yeah. You know, in high in high school, if you were a smoker, you probably hung out with the smokers. If you were a band nerd like I was, you probably hung out with the bandos, right? Mm-hmm. But who are you hanging out with today? Are they helping you to get the results that you want in the future? So, like by having Leslie, you know, being a director with Mary Kay. And if you're somebody who's under Leslie, then you're following in her footsteps, you know, but you got to follow those footsteps in order to get the results that you want to get.
0: Yeah. So why not today? Yeah, and I do pay very close attention to the people I spend time with. And I was reading a book last night from um, a guest I had on a couple of weeks ago on the podcast and she wrote a book. It says, Dare to Choose Happy. Hmm. And so one of the things she talked about is connections. Who are your powerful connections in your life to make a list? And you know, most people, they say you only have a couple super close, powerful connections. And I am so blessed that I've got lots. And so she said to make a list of the people that you have the connections with. And before I went to bed last night, it's on one of these notes here. Um, I made a, list and I came up with 20 people that I knew that I had that great connection. Then the other thing she had you do is make a list of things that make you happy and keep them in your phone. And I'm like, you know, simple things like lighting a candle or going for a walk or, you know, eating ice cream, whatever those things might be. But, um, yeah. All yeah. those make such a difference. And I love the connections and the people we hang out with and, you know, surround yourself with people that are going to make you better.
1: Yeah. I'd I love I to share, because I know we got to go, but I would love to share like one exercise that I did during that year of fears, if I may. Great. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. There, there were so many things. First of all, there are so many things that I learned during that year. I actually came up with over 750 quotes during the year. One of those that I shared was, you know, see the opportunity then seize the opportunity. But there was this exercise that my life coach had me do that I, I implemented during my year of fears. And that is to make a list, just like you mentioned, make a list of everything that really brings you joy, things that make you happy. They make you, they make you smile. They make you laugh, you know, just make that list. And take a week to make your list. So when you're thinking of it or you're doing it, you're like, oh, I love that thing. Write it down. So you make that list. And then what I did is I took that list and I took it into my year of fears. And I said, what I'm going to do is every day, I'm going to do for five minutes, one of those things on my list. Like I'm going to make sure that part of my process is to do one of those things on my list. And so the next week, I did it for 10 minutes a day. So it might've been two things for five minutes each, or it might've been one thing for 10 minutes then the following week. And I just kept adding five minutes a day to it as I went on. And what I found was that my mindset started shifting to realize that I do deserve love. I do deserve happiness. I do deserve joy in my life. And so now the way my life is now, I'd say probably a good 80% of my life is spent in that positive mindset. I wasn't a positive person. I was very negative. I used to be a, a very judgmental person. I would judge people all the time. That's what I grew up in. Yeah, I grew up in judgment. I emulated it. I carried it forward into my life. And that was how I lived my life. So I have totally shifted everything. A lot of it came from that one exercise. There were other wow. exercises too, of course. Wow. But that one exercise, increase your amount of joy every day, just five wow. minutes.
0: And look at your your name now, you've been called Sunshine because of that. Oh, exactly.
1: That happened like three years after I broke through those fears because awesome. people just started randomly calling me Sunshine. I remember the first time somebody called me, it, I looked around, I was like, are you talking to me? Like <laughs> nobody ever called me Sunshine before. And so Um, I went ahead and adopted it as my name. And then now I believe I am sunshine because
0: I adopted it. Thank you so much. I met somebody one time that um, I saw walking around my lake all the time. And then I met her somewhere else. I'm like, I see you all the time. She goes, oh, I know who you are. You're the person that always smiles and says, hello. I'm like, what a simple thing to be known. I mean, grateful to be known for, but that you're known for that because most people don't. And it's so simple. Just, yeah. And those positive things and looking for, looking for the good, um, talking about judgment in this book I was reading last night, she had, she said, don't judge, don't be judgmental, be curious. And what a different way to look at things when you're curious about it instead of judgmental, like, you know, somebody cuts you off in traffic and like, you know, instead of being judgmental and mad and what a jerk they are. And like, you know, I hope everything's okay. And they don't have an emergency and, you know, curious what's making them in such a hurry today. Yeah. I, I
1: make should. up stories. I'll say something like, oh, they, they must be on their way to the hospital because they're having a baby. Or
0: yeah, exactly. like, <laughs> I'll, I'll just make up fun, like nice, fun stories, well, you and, know, and, you know, we make up stories. We're so our brain tells us to make up the bad stories, but I yeah. really try to make up the good stories. And something recently I read and talking about the judgmental we're kind of totally going off a squirrel moment but there was a man on a train with four kids that were wreaking havoc just brats screaming and yelling and this woman was trying to work and she finally couldn't take it anymore and she finally looked at the man and He's she's like do you not know how to handle your children and he goes no ma'am as a matter of fact i have no idea how to cha- handle my children after 2 hours after their mother passed away and i often think about that it's like okay we judge, but we don't know what's going on behind the scenes for somebody and just be kind yeah. and yeah. you never know where you can bless them. Well, what a blessing you are. And I'm so grateful to have met you and I can't wait to do other things with you and learn other things. And you've already taught me a ton. Um, so I always try to do with the podcast also to back into like your connection with my dad, because he's who I'm honoring this podcast. And people are like, I never knew your dad. Well, of course you didn't. But um, so the first connection I would say is California. You live in California, you grew up in California. My dad did too. Um, He grew up in um, San Fernando Valley. Talking about being on the red carpet and doing those things, he always has stories when he was kids. He would deliver newspapers to all the stars and had all those connections. But I think just your positive attitude and your connections and just not now now not being afraid to ask and connect and just, it seems like... There's never been a person that's everybody's a friend. A stranger is just a friend to you. And I love that. And I feel like in just two conversations with you connected forever. So when I come out to San Diego to see my nephew, we'll definitely have to get it in together in person. Or if you yes. come to the East Coast or somewhere else. So, well, thank you so much for I'll be coming sharing. to New York. Are you near New York? Not really. Okay. Um, I'm in D.C., <laughs> Okay. So be like I'll four or be- five hours from New York. Well, what's you know, New York City or um Brooklyn. You know,
1: I'm coming okay. to New York because uh, I'll just share this because this is one of those wow moments that I'm, I'm experiencing right now. Is um I was invited to participate in the rock and roll Hall of Fame inductee ceremony oh, as wow. a per, as That's a person so wow. in the, the gifting suite. So I will be giving gifts to this to the inductees plus other A-list celebrities. And this is something that is happening again. This because I said yes to that one book, because the connections that I've made through that whole situation. So
0: wow.
1: I am I'm so excited. Like this is really happening. <laughs> this great. is really happening. love
0: that. Yeah. Just say yes to those little things and you never know yeah, what Why that's... not now? Why, why not, not today? today? Exactly. <laughs> <What>? Yes. <laughs> today. So um well thank you again for sharing and I think we could talk forever and ever and ever. Um, and if anybody wants to follow the podcast, we are on all the podcast places. There's a website, WhyNotTodayPodcast.com. I will share Linda's um, link in the show notes how to access and find you and connect with you. And you're a great asset. Somebody should connect with you. And um, we also have Why Not Today swag, t-shirts, cups, vinyls to remind yourself just to say Why Not Today. So I'm always looking for courageous stories to share. If anybody knows of anything, anybody listening. So again, Linda, thank you for sharing. And it's been a pleasure to get to know you. And you know what, everybody just say, why not today? Why not today? Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you.